Hello and welcome to the Krista J Show. This is the podcast where we will have powerful and thought-provoking conversations. I will bring you inspirational stories that will inspire you to take action and live an extraordinary life. Through the art of conversation, we will grow, learn and pursue our dreams together, mastering what is useful, discarding what is not and adding in your very own uniqueness to this game that we call life. Join me, your host, Krista J, as I go searching for the secrets to becoming an extraordinaire. Hello and welcome to the Krista J Show, the show where we have thought-provoking conversations. And today I'm excited to have Sarah Mindlove on the show, a beautiful friend of mine and an awesome woman who basically is out there on a mission to help people live from their hearts and take love out into the world and she's going to tell you a little bit more about what she does but welcome to the show Sarah I'm so excited to have you here so for all the listeners out there tell them a little bit about yourself so excited to be here as well thank you for having me Krista um our third time lucky listeners (laughs) I've had a few had a few technical difficulties this morning but um yeah I mean as you can hear, I'm in I'm in New Zealand. That's my accent. And when we think about the fact that we are communicating like this across time and space and oceans, and I'm in winter, you're in summer. It's nine in the morning here for me. I think it's ten p.m. the day before for you. It's just wild that we can do this, isn't it? So, yeah, thank you for having me. What <laughs> What was your um, What was your question? Tell them about Tell them about myself. Yeah, it was a, it's been a, yeah, for all the listeners out there, this is third time lucky on doing this recording. We have had a few uh, technical uh, hiccups along the way. Um, no, well, tell us about yourself. I mean, I know you. Um, I know you really well. I mean, I love you to bits and pieces. Um, when, when we met, we were doing our health coaching course together. Um, and then after we finished that, then we met in person in Sydney. Um, but, um, you know, tell, tell everybody out there, what are you doing right now? Cool. Thank you. Thanks for confirming that. I'm just like, oh, I wonder what's going to come out this time. <laughs> um, yes. So for those of you who are connecting with me for the first time, Krista and I were having a bit of a laugh earlier. Like like I said, we've, we've had a go at this three times. So I was sort of saying... <laughs> Like every time I, I go to share what it is that I do and, and how I work with people and things like that, it, it comes out a little bit differently and different pieces weave their way through. So that's what we're having a laugh about. But right now, you know, I'm feeling really connected to supporting people to live in their authentic truth. And there's many, many reasons why we don't. Um, and I really feel like where we're at in the planet right now, we are being called to heal those places that are stopping us from living in our authentic truth. And and some of the ways that I do that is supporting people to come back to their hearts, to really listen to that inner voice, that voice that lies deep within, that doesn't come through the confines of the mind, doesn't come through the conditioning of the mind or the fears that live there, but comes from a deeper knowing and intuitive knowing. And I do that through one-on-one coaching, more conversational based, you know, belief reprogramming, energy work, and also through cacao and breath work journeys that I guide people through to support them to drop out of their thinking mind and into their 
subconscious and supraconscious states so that they can access uh, higher states of consciousness. And I do that also through nature immersions where I take groups of women out into nature and we breathe and connect and yeah, create a space where people can feel safe to fully express themselves, whether that's through their bodies, um, through sound, through emoting, uh, connecting with yeah, connecting with their emotions, releasing their emotions, sharing what's on their hearts. And there's not too many spaces in this world where we really have that full permission. And that's something I'm really passionate about holding space for. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And that's why I love you. And you're so right. There are not many places in society that allow us to really be um, true to who we actually are. And, um, you know, as society changes, um, a lot of us are losing that connection. So I think it's amazing work that you're doing. And I, I, and I just want to share with all the listeners out there that Sarah and I have um, put into the future that we will be climbing a mountain together and watching the sunrise. And I'm hoping that sooner rather than later um, to join you on one of your nature adventures, because um, that's why we connected so much because we both love nature and we both love adventure. And um, it will be so amazing to be able to do that with sit at the top of a mountain and watch the sunrise with you would be absolutely extraordinary really would be so tell me a little bit more about yourself Sarah like you know when I met you obviously I know your story but for the listeners out there um you know obviously you were going through a transition um you'd had quite a successful um you know history in triathlons um again you were a successful PC and uh you were transitioning into um a different person when I met you so tell us what happened how you led to that point um and obviously how you got to where you are now yeah, so yeah, like uh, Krista's mentioned, we initially met when we were both studying our health coaching training to, to become coaches. And for me, the place that I was in at that time in my life was pretty lost. I was feeling very disconnected from myself, but I didn't know that that's what I was feeling, right? You don't, you don't really know what you're in when you're in it. So uh, mm-hmm. I was, um, yeah, I didn't really know what I wanted to be doing in the world. I didn't necessarily feel like I knew who I was but I probably didn't know that I didn't know who I was Um, and I was kind of looking for something else and I got to that point like Krista said I'd been uh, competing in triathlon for a number of years always been very sporty always been into fitness swam competitively throughout my younger years and through high school went on to study PE exercise prescription exercise physiology and then went on to become a personal trainer and I got into the gym scene and found myself taking everything that I'd learned through my studies plus being around an environment which was very focused on aesthetics and really concentrating on changing my body and trying to make my body smaller and for any of you who are listening who've had that experience so many of us had have had that um you know I went I went down the path of uh like challenges in the gym and food meal plans and food restriction and weighing myself weekly and getting skin folds tested and 
cutting out things that I love to eat and yeah, really concentrating on, on changing my body, my size, my percentage body fat, all those sorts of things. And then while doing that, I found triathlon, which was great because I, I love sport and I loved competing in that way. But I guess the the detrimental side of that was that I came into it from a place where I'd been so hyper-focused on how my body looked rather than what my body was doing. And so while I was competing at a high level and wanting to better myself in sport and successfully did manage to represent New Zealand at three age group world championships and travel to the UK and Canada and America, which was amazing. At the same time, I was always concerned about how I looked, whether I'd gained weight, what I'd eaten, if what I'd eaten was going to affect how fast I was. If I had a poor performance, I wasn't thinking, oh, maybe I haven't fueled myself well enough. I was thinking maybe I ate too much and I've gained weight and that's why I didn't run as fast. And it kind of really contributed to my my overall performance but then ended up with me losing my period which is something unfortunately common in female endurance athletes and from that gained a got a stress fracture which meant I was forced to stop training and at the time I'd spent the last year preparing for a 70.3 which is a half Ironman distance world championships event and I was told that I wouldn't be going to that event and and that's sort of around the time that I met Krista when and, and started studying coaching when I was realizing that I wasn't going to be competing at that level potentially ever again but also stepping away to heal my relationship with food in my body to heal my stress fracture and regain my period and and that took a really long time and it was in that time that I decided I needed something else to kind of sink my teeth into because I was like what am I doing who am I what do you know what do I have to offer this world and found coaching and thankfully uh started to learn a little bit more about myself and you know do that healing work around my relationship with food and my body which led on to deeper identity work and really unraveling why I was so attached to how my body looked and so devastated by the fact that I was no longer seen as the athlete that I'd so heavily identified myself with. And that's led me to so many different paths, which I'm I'm sure we'll go into throughout this conversation. But, you know, that was the starting point of my complete both unraveling and remembering of who I truly am. Yeah. And um, it, it's been a it's been a, a major and awesome um, journey to witness from my perspective as a friend of yours to actually see you grow into the person that you now are, and and also to you know celebrate in the wins that you had because I mean the discipline that you would have had to get to where you got to you know that's 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 definitely you know character building for sure. But what I'm really interested to know, Sarah. What was your big wake-up call? What was the wake-up call? What was the moment when you were just like, bing? It's like what I call when the when the universe basically upends you and says, here you go, here's a big punch in the guts. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I'd say it was the day that I walked into the sports doctor's office and was told that I wouldn't be going to that World Championship event and that um, I'd been going through a few months' worth of scans and different treatments and things for this pain that I was having in my hip. And there was sort of like, yeah, potential potential for it to be a stress fracture, but it had never been diagnosed as that and I don't think I wanted to admit to myself that there was something deeper going on and so that was the that was the wake-up call it wasn't like I chose it it was you know it was the universe going right here you go and and it was like that devastation of not only oh I'm going to have to stop training which is this thing that I do but my body's going to change and and that was the like whoa yeah there's some deeper things here around my relationship with my body yeah and I think sometimes a ruin can actually be probably one of the best things that can happen to us because we discover who we truly truly are and at the time it seems like it's 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 it seems like it's you know absolutely devastating it seems like an absolutely like a huge ruin um a loss but really from that can come so much. So when did you become the hero of your story and of your life? <laughs> I, mean, I guess that's a, an, ongoing, uh, an ongoing process. Um, uh, well, yeah, many, many different points. I'm not sure that there was like a, I've got this now. I don't know that I'll, I'll reach that point really. I, I think a turning point for me, though, was was when I decided to study coaching and kind of pursue these deeper layers, which I didn't really know at the time. It's like uh, when you look back on the journey, you just, when I look back now, so many years on, five, four or five years on, you know, I can go, oh, I just followed that nudge. You know, I just felt interested in that and started to pursue it. And mm-hmm. then from that, I learned this. And from that, I connected with this person. Like from that, me, me and you met. From that, I met my coach who supported me through a huge, like a, a six months to a year of deep healing work around the things that we've been talking about, around my relationship with my body and my identity and, you know, all those things. And it's like I guess every time I made that choice to follow that nudge and every time I made that choice to choose me and choose something that that I found interesting at the time without knowing where it was going to take me, that was a step of becoming the hero and not letting um, circumstance dictate my life. But in saying that, for a big part of that first year or so of what I was experiencing I was in that place of you know I guess you could say victim but it was like this sucks like and it did and it was really hard and it was really painful and and I really think like you said that unraveling that that knockdown moment is is necessary to shatter all the identities that we've placed around ourselves to truly get to the core of who we are and it's in that I can say that now in hindsight I didn't I didn't know that at the time Um, but it's taken me to continue to choose myself to continue to follow those nudges and and I feel like each of those have been a way of becoming more of the hero yeah 
Yeah, one hundred percent. And and you know that sort of stuff um, takes it takes courage to trust the little nudges, trust the little um, synchronicities that come into life, and um, things that sort of kind of take our interest and and follow those as well. But what what I'm really interested to know because obviously that's such a transition. You know, one minute you're this 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 person. I'm a I'm an athlete. You know, I'm doing really well. I'm about to go off to the world champions, and then suddenly you know uh, you have got this news, and you have to pivot in your life um and 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 change and you know instead of succumbing to that i mean you really thrived through it i mean yeah of course there's dark moments and there's there's times where you know you you really don't feel like you know that you're winning but sometimes we you know we need to shed we need to shed some mm-hmm. of the old in order to bring into bring in the new so what did you have to let go of in order to have some new things come into your world? That's such a great question. And I think we always have to shed the old. We always, uh, it's an ongoing process. It's something now I actually, I celebrate and I, I welcome. I think at the time it was, uh, I was quite in a place of control and, uh, you know, wanted things to stay the same. Now I, I really embrace change and I, I know it's necessity for growth. So I've had to let go of many things over that time. Initially, I guess I was letting go of the way that I was being perceived by others. Yeah. Um, I was letting go of this identity that I had of being an athlete of being um i'll just go through some of the labels i feel like were attached there that i let go of um the fit one mm-hmm. the uh the 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 lean one or the you know the the one that's the person that people would come to and, and ask how do i look like that or how do i get to where you are and and your your body kind of thing letting go of that letting go of attachment to outcome uh, very much used to be very focused on the outcome on achievement and that being you know success looking a certain way uh letting go of perfection around my especially around my body but that manifests in other areas of life so also letting go of control I had a lot of control around how I exercised and how I ate and and all those sorts of things and then how that manifested in other aspects of life so learning to let go of control um letting go of my smallness not only in my body but in the way that I showed up in the world and that's an ongoing place that I choose to let go of whether I where I find myself shrinking and hiding and becoming smaller instead of stepping into my truth and my power and and standing up you know proud of who I am yeah and uh, I could go on and on like it's as you know as a coach right it's it's a continual process of letting go and um yeah it's it's many things that that was a few of the initial ones that I was working through um there was probably other things related to family related to um my own judgments you know letting go of the judgments that I was holding around my own myself my body letting go of fear around change and letting go of 
yeah, all that I thought that I had to be in order to be loved and accepted and belong and to find that I could find that within myself. Yeah, and that connection to others and, and, and feeling that you had to be something or someone in order to have that connection. Mm. Yeah. But what I'm interested in, what was the new stuff that came in? Because I remember I remember a very specific conversation with you. Um, and it was around you eating food and the enjoyment that you had without worrying about I think it was a piece of cake. I think it literally was a piece of cake. And you were so excited and you were like, I just do not care and I'm gonna enjoy it and have it and 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 like literally savor the every single moment of this and and it and and not and I think it was a it was a huge win for you because you no longer had um that that worry um about what you were actually doing and you allowed yourself to have it and you just did it and you went for it. So what were some of the new things that came in in order for this change to 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 occur? So Thank you for bringing that up. It's like really wild for me to reflect back. You know, I don't, I don't spend as much time talking about food and and body so much anymore. I, I spent the initial part of of coaching, working with women around intuitive eating and and really doing some of the steeper work. And I kind of forget that you know that was such a huge deal for me to enjoy that. Whereas now like you said, like it's just not a thought that takes up space in my brain anymore and that in itself, such freedom. So that the word that was, that was my word when I began this healing journey, what I, what I wanted in every aspect of my life was freedom. And what I had at the time was restriction and judgment and punishment and shame. Right. And so to, to be yeah what came in what I welcomed in was freedom of choice it was pleasure it was and this is not overnight this is obviously there was a lot of like things that went on in between but where I'm at now what I've welcomed in is this ability to make choices based on what feels good in the moment for me and there's no story attached it's not like from a a place of oh I want that, but I shouldn't, da, 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 you know, there's just, it's just like, cool, choice. It just is. It just is. It just is. And it feels freaking good. Yeah, with that comes freedom. With that comes pleasure, presence, you know, I've welcomed in such beautiful, deep connections um, because I'm so connected to myself now. I know myself. I connect with people on a much deeper level. My relationships are incredible. I've welcomed in um, joy and playfulness and lightness and just this love for life that isn't limited by the shoulds or the fears or the fear of judgment, you know, and I've welcomed that, that kind of authentic expression that, you know, you see a child out in the park and they're not looking around wondering what everyone's thinking of them. They're like running around going crazy, just having a great time. And so often I feel, I feel like that in my life. And that's, that's such a gift because I spent so long trying to contain who I was trying to contain 
myself so that I thought others would receive me a certain way. And to be able to simply be as I am, express myself as I am is, is so liberating. And it's something that, yeah, I just truly want for everyone. I know, I know. And you do. And, 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 and it's, it is, it is like, it's, it's, it, there are so many people that do not even experience that. And if they do, it's for a very short period of time. Um, and it's, it's finding the courage to be consistent with that and not get, um, you know, not succumb to the pressures that, um, you know, the world has um, and puts on people's shoulders. So how did you find the courage to, you know, have that freedom? Um, and, and what does courage really mean for you? Mm. <laughs> courage means for me uh, doing the thing that you know in your heart is right even when it might be hard and even when it might be misunderstood and regardless of what anyone else says about that courage to me is trusting so fully in yourself that nothing outside of you can determine your choices what you're doing how you're being and if you can live from that place i feel like that's a courageous and fulfilling life i don't think it is easy an easy life but i think it's uh, a life that's lived in fullness and that's that's something that I'll endeavor to do for the rest of my life without without getting it perfect it's like you know oh <laughs> scary but uh but incredible yeah what was the well, first part to your question well I think <laughs> well I think that's that's I I have to say like I ask you know all my guests on the show this question and that's the best answer i've ever received it's fantastic it really is i mean courage is scary but it's really doing what you know in the center of your beingness to be the right thing for you no matter what the judgment is or what other people think i think that you hit the nail on the head that is courage through and through what is going to be right for you um and and you know how to then live that courage as well and as you said it's not easy is it it's not easy and um it's being able to know to the core of who you are who you are and finding that courage to be that i believe yes yeah it's a way of being you know and, and there's things that you do within that way of being but it's to be courageous a choice to be courageous um and i think your initial part of the question was how did i do that and yeah. what i wanted yeah. to say to that was uh through very small steps <laughs> and um you know where i am today is very different to where i was when i started but i would not be here where i am how connected i am to myself today if i did not start as I did. And so the first courageous step was to say, I'm not going to go back to triathlon. 
until I get my my cycle back and which ended up being like no I'm I'm not going to go back at this point and that was courageous because that was scary and and it wasn't the easy choice the easy choice for me would have been like I'm just going to go back to the way it's always been and I think that's where so many of us get to in our journey this choice of am I going to go back to the way I've always done things or the way it's always been or to the to the person that I was or am I going to continue moving forwards knowing that this is right it's harder but it's right and that was the first courageous choice and then there was just multiple courageous choices after that that came from having really beautiful support around me and um things like like you mentioned that, that cake that I told you was so amazing it's like that right now that's not a courageous choice but in that moment that was a courageous choice to choose the thing that felt scary which was the food that I'd restricted for so long that was a courageous yeah. choice um to to speak up and share my story right now it's it feels safe to do so but back then I had a lot of fear around using my voice. I had a lot of fear about talk, talking about these topics that I thought other people might hold judgment around where really that was just my own. I hadn't gone through that journey fully myself to be centered in what I was sharing and that's okay, but I made courageous choices to begin to share. And, and whether that was a social media post or my first Facebook Live which then led on to my first podcast interview, which was scary as fuck, right? So it's like, that was courageous. And and then to start to do things differently with my body, like choosing to go to ecstatic dance class. And I, I talk about this quite a lot when I'm talking about overcoming fear because I used to hold so strongly to the belief that I couldn't dance. And so for most of my adolescent life, I got completely wasted, just drunk myself into the ground. And then I felt sweet that I could dance. And I started going to this ecstatic dance class, you know, like they put the playlist on, basically just go for it, do your own thing, be in your body. But when you've been disconnected from your body for a really long time and how, held shame and judgment around your, your body and your expression, that's like... That was, you know, and that was a little bit further on in my journey. I'd stepped away from sport. I'd done a lot of the healing work. And then it was these embodiment practices that actually challenged what I'd been intellectually and in reprogramming in my subconscious. And then I was taking myself into environments where I got to experience myself in new ways. And that took courage. And those first few times that I went to dance, I was like, what am I doing here like oh what's people thinking like small you know small movements and now I'm just like I love that space I, I love being able to move my body in ways that feel really freeing without uh without thinking that I'm being looked at a certain way it's it's so much about it's for me it's not for anyone else but if I hadn't taken those first small steps of courage and continued to go back even when it was scary then I wouldn't be where I am today 
And I can imagine you now just like carving <laughs> up the dance floor and like waving everything around. And then there's that new person that's new to the room that's standing there going, Oh my God, that was really scary. <laughs> and you're just loving it and just free flowing through the dance floor. Um, I've got such a fantastic image of that in my head right now. Um, I think but, um, what, yeah, what I hope that that offers is is permission, and that's why I think it is really important to share our stories, and and why I endeavour to do that on my on my social media platforms and things is that you can meet someone and think that's scary, or think, or or even have a judgment, or maybe you can meet someone and think, oh, I'll never, I'll never get to that place. Like they're just like that. Yeah. And I, I share this because it's, it's like, no, that sure, maybe some people are more naturally that way inclined, but for me at least, this has been a, a continual unraveling, a continual choosing courageous choices, and. Yeah, I've been that person that stood in the corner and wanted to just disappear disappear into the floor beneath me. And so yeah. by sharing this, I hope that it is permission that no matter where you are, by taking these small steps, by choosing yourself and leaning in when it feels scary and finding safety where you can within community and within your body, um, finding safe spaces, you can also find ways that you can reconnect with yourself as well yeah a hundred percent and I think you touched on this earlier which um again I just want to bring attention to because you talked about you had like amazing people around you and you had um a safe environment and a safe community around you in order for you to grow and flourish as well and I think like that is so so important when you're going through these transitions and and you you know you've got to do it on a slow gradient you can't go all at once straight in um you've got to figure out you've got to fall down pick yourself up you know if you go too big too fast too hard you've got a big fall ahead of you but if you, mm. if you have a little stumble you just pick yourself up you dust yourself off and your mate next to you will pat you on the back and go all right next one let's go let's go let's win this mm. one you know and when and- you have those people hey when you have those people around you that can hold space for you in those tumbles it's yeah yeah, really yeah. Important. I mean because you can find yourself um you know in an environment where you don't have those people that support you in those tumbles and um it makes it even more difficult to really kind of move forward and and really have that confidence and really have that courage so I think there's like really key to part of this journey is having the right like people around you that are on the same wavelength as you to help you know really take you forward and support you and you know brush you off when you're having a bit of a bad day (laughs) and Mm. high five you and fist pump you when you're having a win you know I think that's so so important um and so touching on that like what has opened up for you? Like I like to call this like my kaleidoscope effect, you know, and you were a kid and you used to look through the kaleidoscope mm. and you twist it a little bit and then you'd see this beautiful ornate pattern. Like what doors have opened up for you um, through this experience? Oh, I'm, 
so much has changed in my life that it's very hard to put words to sometimes. And it's like, this is beautiful, by the way. Thank you, Krista, because it's giving me an opportunity to reflect on parts of my journey that I haven't for a while. And I think we can get so caught up in where we are, you know, and we can go, oh, I want to be there or doing this. Or it's like, hang on a minute. This is what's changed. So thank you for this conversation. Um, I want to I want to go back to to something that opened up for me and, and was a really pivotal part in in my journey and in my exploration and my freedom and and that was that I went traveling for nine months solo through Central America. Yes, so I yeah, so I I um obviously stepped away from sport. I began studying coaching. I started to shift my worldview and kind of instead of seeing things and limitations, I'd started seeing possibility and opportunity and started to think about really how I wanted to be living my life. And, and you know, we start to get a higher perspective and go, why, why isn't that possible for me? What am I, you know, what's stopping me from doing what it is that I want to do, which was to work online and travel and, see parts of the world that I didn't know much about and so a um, coaching event was coming up so I went to America and then ended up traveling through Central America and and cancelled my flight home and kind of ended up when I look back on it it was this process of following my intuition and allowing my soul to guide me through travel and through meeting amazing people on my travels and through being connected to different ways of living and communities and experiences that I was in a space where I was then open to, which a year or two earlier I wouldn't have been open to. And I think when we when you ask like what's opened up, what doors have opened up for you, it's like your mind opens up and then you start to allow yourself to go through doors that have always been there but you might not have allowed yourself to see or been open to before if that makes sense yeah yeah yeah. you find the key and the key allows you to open the door Mm. Mm. so there's that I mean that was an incredible experience we could talk about things that I that I learned and experienced on that journey and since then uh came back to New Zealand and moved to a beautiful spot by the beach. I I feel like what's opened up for me, like I said earlier, has been this this deepening of connection and relationships and ability to lean into possibility even when it might seem on the external like things aren't possible. You know, it's like how can I make this work? And the things that I've studied and learned about the ways that I get to work with people now, the spaces that I get to hold, the opportunities that come in, like for you to invite me on this podcast for um, to collaborate with friends and people that I'm inspired by to be, yeah, to be asked to speak or, or share my story. Um, and then into more of a personal side of things, the opening up to greater love and greater connection and to to being more of the person that I feel like I want to be in the world. Yeah, and showing up and being that person, which is amazing. Mm. 
So let me ask you this question. <laughs> so many <Let> girls. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I feel like love bombed already. I feel I always feel <laughs> love bombed when I have a conversation with you. And um, again, we could talk. I mean, I, I journeyed with you through that journey through South America, and I know some of these stories. And for the listeners out there, like if you want to find out more, there's obviously social media posts, and you can at the end of this podcast, we'll give you details on how to connect with Sarah so you can find out a little bit more about that journey and her travels but wow you had some fantastic experiences which was really cool but what I want to ask you I want to ask you now right obviously you're coming from this place of love you're doing some really cool stuff what do you fear what is a what is a fear that you have I fear not doing all of the things that I want to do and I fear not fully living the potential that I know that I have, which is, you know, it might sound like a contradiction to what I've been saying, but this is the humanness of it. It's like you live in this way and you also fear it not being enough sometimes, you know, and I think that's, I'm afraid of getting to the end of my life and thinking, uh, I didn't fully go into that. I didn't fully go after that. And I guess part of that fear drives me a little bit to to continue to say yes. Um, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I think fear, you know, we all have fears. We all have fears. It's part of the human experience. Um, you know, what if I don't make this? What if I don't do that? And, um, you know, and I think it's, the fear is a lot, you know, it takes our attention away from the present moment and away from the future and drags us back to the past where we may have had losses or grief or trauma or or experiences that, that didn't really serve us um, and our purposes. Um, so, in one perspective, you've got like the positive and the negative there. The positive is fear drives you if you allow it to drive you forward, but then it also can consume you and become a negative aspect and can can basically, you know, um, just overcome you where you then can't grow and reach and, and become what you want to become. So I think sometimes having a little bit of fear uh, is okay, but as long as we don't take it too seriously. Yeah, and I think what I've learned throughout my time is that I want to be driven by love, you know, and when I say, like, oh, that fear drives me, like, is that totally true? Like, I feel that what, you know, because you asked that question, I had to sit with it. I was like, oh, I want to, you know, find something here. Um fear comes up for me throughout like I might have had a little bit of fear before jumping on this chat or I might have some fear when I'm launching something new for the first time and I'm doing something that I've never done before and I think that's so natural like if you're doing something new or you're trying something new or you're putting yourself out there like when we say living from courage it's it's okay that there's fear and what I've learned and I'm sure how um, you approach fear is instead of trying to get rid of it like I just love that part of myself too and I just love that fear 
and I yeah. and I get to explore what it wants for me because anything that arises within us, it wants something for us. It's not there trying to take us into destruction. We do that for ourselves. But actually, <laughs> that fear we get to go, oh, thank you. I love you. What do you want for me? What do you want to show me? And it's it's always this desire for safety, desire for love. It's, you know, and then you go, oh, all right. Well, thank you for showing me that. I do want to keep myself safe. So I wonder what else what else might be possible to feel safe in this moment and move forward anyway. And, and when, like what I was saying about fear of, you know, not getting it all done or whatever, it's it's like, well, at the end of the day, I I feel like I'm so present the majority of my life and how I want to live as, a, as present that I can remember that this moment whatever is happening is perfect and there might be a voice of fear but at the end of the day I want to continue to remember to come back to choose to live from a place of love um, yeah and be by that so yeah I love it I love it that's that's a great and I think also you know with fear it's what you resist persists you know, um, and I think if you acknowledge exactly what you touched on, if you acknowledge it as for what it is and as is it, just as it is, it takes the power out of it, it takes the energy out of it, it, takes the charge out of it. And you can go, okay, well, that's where that is. Okay, cool. I'm not going to keep my attention stuck on that right now. I'm going to put it more in a place of love and I'm going to go for it and I'm going to pull my big bootstraps up and I'm going <laughs> to take the courage and move forward in my, you know, my little my little step and whatever I have to do next in life. And, um, you know, I, I, again, I think, you know, you know, my past story um, recently in the last year, fear drove me, the fear of, 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 of not living any longer drove me to get better mm. again, you know. Mm. It was used from a positive perspective because I was mm. like, I was not ready to drop my body yet. I was like, I've got too much, too much craziness to bring onto this planet to uh, drop this yeah. body now. It's just not There's happening. There's many mountains to climb. Yeah, I need to come to New Zealand and climb up a mountain with you. And the fear of not doing that is like I have proper like fear of missing out. It's like if my body gives up now, I've got proper mofo happening. <laughs> so totally. And I'm like, no, that, that I'm not going down like that. I'm not going down like that. <laughs> Bitch is great. I'm so glad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, so I. So through through your story, you know, Sarah, you're helping so many people um, on their on their discover their own inspiring story and journey. Um, what would you say to people, you know, that find themselves, you know, at that crossroads? What I call the crossroads, the dark times, the you know, there's so many words for it that um, you know. Uh, it's like the seed that's been planted is just about to sprout through the the, the earth. Mm. What would you say to people um, that feel like you know they're a bit stuck right now? I would say, firstly, I see you. I know that this is fucking hard right now. 
and I know that it might feel like you're never going to get out of this place and I would invite in compassion for this experience I would invite you to be gentle with yourself as you navigate these challenging times this change that you're going through this transition I would invite you to love yourself even more than you ever have before because this is actually something that my acupuncturist said to me just a week ago and I'm like oh this is so profound she said (laughs) The more painful something is, she was talking about my physical body, but, you know, I'm I'm relating it to everything now. The more painful, the more love that is required. And. Oh, that's Oh, God. (laughs) I was just like, moment where I went, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So if you're experiencing pain right now, What's required is deeper, deeper love. And and then I, while you might not hold this possibility just yet, and that's okay, I hold the possibility for you that this is a monumentous time in your life. This is a time that you are going to look back on and say, I am so grateful for that time because it has led me to become this person. And I would invite you to look at nature and witness everything that comes out of the darkness and the great beauty that is created from the darkness. The stars, the sun that rises each new day, the plants that grow out of the darkest grounds, the pearls that are formed in hard, dark shells, the caterpillars that burst out of their chrysalis to become these new beings. And when you witness that, I would invite you to imagine, to know, to dream that that is the process that you are in, process of becoming this beauty this new but the same version of yourself and what you're experiencing right now is necessary for that growth yeah wow that's really powerful and I think um people out there connecting with that and you know that there's a there's an element of me and I (laughs) And I have to, I have to like challenge this a little bit, right? Because there's another than me that kind of goes back to last year, and you know, um, everybody that's following this podcast, uh, you know, there's an episode on on my own journey, and I was sitting in hospital, <laughs> and I was not in a good place. And if someone had said that to me at that point in time, I most likely would have punched him in the face <laughs> and said, "Oh, shut up! You have no idea what you're talking about." But actually, it's it's so true. And I think like what you've just said is the profoundness of what your acupuncturist said as well is that the more pain you have, the more love you need to give to whether it's your physical body, your mental well-being, your emotional state, people around you. 
And I think you can get that inspiration by looking at how nature actually cultivates from the darkness these beautiful aesthetic things, plants, beings, animals, environments, and, um, and witness that and know that you are part of nature. We are part of nature. Um, we are here, part of nature, playing our part. And we are more powerful and profoundly powerful than we can really ever imagine. And it's something that we've forgotten. And this is why I love your work, Sarah, because you're taking people on a remembrance journey to who they are. And we are love. It sounds mm. corny. You know, uh, there are people out there going, oh, whatever, blah, 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 new age spiritualism or, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I get it. I totally get that too. But actually we are remembering who we are and we're waking up and be con like consciously becoming aware of the, the power that we have. And that power only comes through without destruction on a wavelength of love. Yes. Mm. And Krista, I just want to acknowledge what you said about like if you were told that, you probably would have punched me in the face. And I guess that's, that, that's, that's, that's exactly why I started the way that I started because I never, and, and for anyone who's listening, is not about invalidating your experience. It's so important to validate what it is that you're going through and yes. to have someone witness you in that and hold space for that without trying to change it, without trying to say, well, let's just be happy. Let's just look at the sun. Like, yes, there are beautiful lessons we can gain from nature and from hindsight, from people who have journeyed into those dark places that can provide inspiration and also what you're experiencing right now is valid and your emotions that you're feeling right now are valid and the importance of really allowing yourself to feel them. And I, and for me, grief still is one of the most important parts of healing. It's like every time you're letting go of an identity or you're letting go of a part of yourself, there's grief and that grief when we don't resist it and when we don't label it as bad, it gets to be a beautiful part of the process. So alongside mm -hmm. holding in one hand, yes, something beautiful can come from this. Also right now I'm grieving and that's painful and scary and sad. And, and yes, it's all, it's all. Yeah. And that's, and it's, you know, it's that as isn't of it as isn't it, isn't it? It's like, you know, it's, it's just acknowledging and, and yeah, not invalidating because I think when you invalidate um, it lowers your, it lowers your ability to really see what's possible. And when you validate where you're at, it also allows you to be able to see maybe the bigger perspective from that perspective as well. Sarah, I love you dearly. You're a dear, 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 dear friend of mine. And I can be connected with you whenever. So mm. <laughs> lucky me. But all, all those listeners out there that have felt a real connection with you today and, um, you know, would love to connect with you further, how can they connect with you? How can they get in touch with you? How can they find out what you're doing um, and get involved in your community? 
Um, well, I firstly want to say thank you so much, Krista. This has been so fun. Um, I could talk to you forever. It's been beautiful reflecting on on the journey with you and getting to share, hopefully, some little gems, little pieces of wisdom that I've been lucky enough to pick up along the way. And thank you to everyone who's tuned in and listened and, yeah, created the time to hear this, hear me. Uh, that feels really special. If you would like to connect with me, yeah, social, you know, social media is the place to go at the moment. I'm probably most contactable on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is sarah.menlove. I'll get Krista all my details. So, yeah, I, I put up things that I'm offering and share stories and you know store things on there so please feel free to send me a message if you've listened to this podcast i'd love to hear from you send me a dm say what you loved about it what you learned from it or you know it's always really beautiful to hear from the people that are that are receiving this because we record it and then it's just kind of out there and you have no idea who's listened what they've gained from it so if anyone feels to share that would be beautiful and yeah i'm also on facebook sarah men love coaching as well yeah so cool for all the listeners out there if you want to stalk sarah on um social media i'll put all the social media details down there to make it easy for you to stalk her and find out what she's up to and what she's doing and sarah it's been an absolute privilege it's always fun and i could talk to you forever and um yeah as i said like let's just bring in that like walking up the top of a mountain watching the sunrise sooner rather than later my friend sooner rather than later so thank you for being on the show and um i wish you all the best for all your future endeavors and um thank you again i can't i can't thank you enough thank you for having me and thank you for the incredible work you're doing in the world krista as well you are such an inspiration to me seriously witnessing you go through your own journey of everything that you have faced over this last year or two it's just been both you know heartbreaking and heart opening and inspiring and i'm really honored to call you a friend and a soul sister and to share this planet with you at this time so thank you for having yeah. me oh, i love you i love you big love big love, love, love. all right <laughs> till next week's episode thanks for tuning in with all my love take care be extraordinary live the extraordinary because we find ourselves on such a beautiful planet You've been listening to The Krista J Show, the podcast where we have thought-provoking and powerful conversations. Enjoyed the episode? Then hit that subscribe button. Until next episode, big love from me, your host, Krista J. Be the extraordinary, live the extraordinary.